What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Dolphins in Depth podcast. I'm Daniel Yafusi. That's David Neal, and we are back again to talk your Miami Dolphins. A quick reminder, uh, if you have not done so already, make sure to subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page, uh, like, share this episode, comment. Um, definitely want to hear uh, see, uh, read your comments below. If you have some questions, drop that too, and we might even uh, answer them on a, on a later uh, episode. Um, so we are back after uh, the first about two weeks of training camp. Uh, your Miami Dolphins are uh, getting ready to start a pair of joint practices with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, Wednesday and Thursday ahead of their preseason uh, opener on Saturday in Tampa. And we are, uh, we're just inching closer and closer to the 2022 season. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about, um, but I wanted to start out with the uh, the release of the depth chart on Monday, the, the highly anticipated depth charts. Uh, you know, it's, a, it's everything is covert and locked down in Miami Gardens. So uh, we're only allowed to, to tweet so much in terms of, you know, who's practicing where and first team, second team. But the Dolphins finally released their depth chart. Um, you know, I think that this time of year, uh, a lot is made of the depth chart. And, then, and you know, we, we can talk a little bit about that. You know, there was some interesting stuff like Preston Williams, who hasn't played at all really in tra- uh, training camp, being listed as second team. Uh, but, but David, I wanted to go big picture. As you kind of look at this roster as a whole, you know, w- where do you feel good about this team and where are you a little queasy? Ugh, I'm, not, I'm not liking that. I'm not liking that. Um, actually, I mean I- – Honestly, despite what I said last week about you know just always waiting for the other shoe to drop on the dolphin's foot, uh, the other cleat to drop on the dolphin's foot. Um, overall, as a roster, it's probably as good as I've felt. I mean, you know, I as good as I feel. I think the dolphins look as good as they have in a very long time. You're um, our historian, so you know, I, I, we're talking. I'm talking way back. Like we, so we went way back. So how you know. it's, it's the best roster that you've seen since? Uh, you know, I've seen some people say since 2012 ish. The last time, uh, well, they were in the playoffs 2016, nah. back in 2012. Yeah, I, I don't, since the 90s. No, I, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go back farther. I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna go like to 2001 or so. Oh, that's the last time. Like, like that. <laughs> like, the, like, yeah, that that last that last playoff year, maybe before, right the year before that, that, that Wanstead, you know, era where they would, you know, get into the pl- defense their way into the playoffs, mm-hmm. you know, eke out a playoff victory, and then get gangsta slapped out of the playoffs, <laughs> you know, and he's like, you know, get out of here, kid, you know, get throw get thrown, like, you know, get thrown out by your big brother, yeah. Um, yeah, like that. I, I think I look about this roster. Obviously, I think the wide receivers. There's so much potential there. Yeah. Um, you know, for big, obviously explosive plays, big plays, whatever you want to call them. You know, um, chunk plays. You know. Yeah. Um, but and you know, there's there's that chance for both you know the down the field and also you know quick hit and a lot of the run after catch. Uh, I like that because you obviously you lessen the burden on your offensive line, which they have, you know, yeah. they've been wait, trying to get that right since Oof. the eighties, <laughs> like Marino's, you know, probably third or fourth year. Um, and so that, you know, that lessens the burden there. Um, 
yeah, I like the team there. You know, uh, at the wide receiver position, offensive line I always feel a little hinky about that because something. Yeah, um, and it, it's, it's I, always. I know, they, I know they made some additions, but I was going to say that's. I'm yeah. still a little. Iffy. And, and you're and you're you're talking about a new scheme also with the run. Yeah, and that's that's all. That's actually tough. Always tough for offensive lines to come together with a good, you know, with the new running blocking scheme. Uh, pick it up, get it, get it going. So I wouldn't be surprised if early on the running game is blip and yeah, a little, a little um, stuck in the mud. Right. And that's going to come in, that can come into play when it comes to, you know, holding leads running, you know, do, doing that four minute stuff at the end of the game or into the half. Um, um, and, or just, you know, providing a change up to, you know, all, you know, all the all the throwing the ball that they're gonna do because you yeah. know it's two it's twenty twenty two and you know nobody runs the ball that much except except Baltimore. Um and <laughs> um, right and uh you know so on the other side of the ball, you know, you gotta feel gotta feel pretty good about you know each level. I Linebackers are maybe not as crazy about, but but I think I think they can make do. I know a lot of fans are like, oh, they need to make a big move. They need to get Roquan Smith, who just requested a trade from the Bears. I think that it's not the strongest group of not, not the strongest position group on the defense, but I think that the 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 sum. I don't know if I'm if, the, if I'm making doing the phrase right, but like the sum of the parts. You know, it, it can be the, greater. The whole is greater part. than the sum of the parts. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I flipped. But yeah, just because of the different the different roles that everybody plays, and really the strength of that defense is in the cornerbacks in the secondary. You know, it's right. like right. you know it's, we're kind of knocking on wood and seeing what's going on with uh, Byron Jones. But if he's back, I mean, you still have one of the best cornerback duos. You have a great safety in Javon Holland. Really, really like that's the strength. And then up front is where they kind of do all the the exotic blitz looks and stuff like that. So yeah, linebacker isn't the strongest, but I, I think you can make do without like an elite linebacker. Obviously, it helps and you know in coverage and whatnot. Uh, but I but I but I do think that they're in a good spot, you know, overall on defense and even at linebacker. Um, right. but, but, you, but you said it. I mean, the skill position players, I mean, they have uh, an abundance of talent. I mean, we didn't even I haven't mentioned it yet. But, um, you know, if you didn't hear um, the team just recently traded Adam Shaheen about, you know, an hour over 90 hour minutes ago. Right, right. Yeah, they, they traded him to, to the Houston Texans and they got back and they also sent a, a seventh round pick in 2023 and they recouped his sixth round pick. But that just spoke to like the, the abundance of talent that they had on the team. I mean, he was listed on fourth team, fourth team tight end on the depth chart behind, I guess, Mike Gusecki, Hunter Long, Durham Smythe. Um, you know, there's reports from Sports Illustrated that they're talking about trading Preston Williams, who, you know, was like a revelation as an undrafted rookie a couple of years ago. Um, Lim Bowden, who everyone was really excited about. Everyone was saying that this is the perfect offense for Lim Bowden. And shoot, I mean, those two guys can't get any reps. Um, and now they're talking about potentially trading them. Um, so they're definitely in a good spot. I mean, I, I think back to last year when Tua was throwing to like Albert Wilson and Matt Collins. I love Matt Collins. He's a great guy, but like, you know, he's not, you know, a, a top two, you know, you, if, if he's your top two option, you know, your, your, your offense probably has some questions. I mean, he was throwing to Kirk Merritt and, you know, all, you know, Isaiah Ford, and these are all great guys, but it's like, if you're trying to win football games, you, 
Right. That's the, that's not, yeah. that's not what you, it's not what you need. It's not, right. what you it's, not what you it's not going to match up well. Option. Um, right. Yeah. So for them to now have, you know, obviously with Jalen Waddle and then T- Tyree Kill and Cedric Wilson, who I haven't really seen much of him during training camp, but he was one of the best slot receivers in the NFL. Um, and then you have Gasecki, and then you have, you know, the running back. It's like they have like four different options, like legitimate options at running back. Um, so it, it's crazy to see the turnaround in just one offseason from like an offense that was like such an eyesore and legitimately like one of the worst offenses in the league to now, you know, there's, I mean, I, I don't know how good this offense is going to be. Like, I don't think they're going to be a top 10 unit over one year in, in the span of one year, but I mean, you're looking at an offense that's like, yeah, they could be above average, good and like explosive in a lot of moments. I think they can be good enough to outscore what the defense will give up. And that, I mean, that, 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 that's all that matters. That's, I mean, all, that's all you need. Especially, you la- need. especially last year, like the offense was struggling to get to like 24. And I was like, thank God for this defense. Because if they had like, like the first half of the year, the Dolphins defense was terrible. Second half of the year, it was like a top five. I mean, arguably the best offense like the last eight, nine games of the year. But I'm thinking like if the Dolphins had like a league average offense, they could win like 10, 11 games. Right, and we saw them at go to nine, and then I'm like, if the defense, like they're so they were so dependent on the defense to make plays and first turnovers, I was like, if the defense has like one slip, the Dolphins are getting blown out in the game because they right. they struggled to like score against like the worst teams in the NFL, like the Giants and teams like that. Right, um, so yeah, they they definitely done a, a 180 in a couple months. This I, I mentioned this looked like the best roster since like you know the 2000s and the the Dave Wanstat years. That's what those teams were like, actually. The the Wani years were uh, a lot of defense, not, you know, not a tremendously explosive offense, just enough offense to, you know, get, you know, get you the win. And, uh, you know, they, and they had just enough wins to get in the playoffs. They would get in as a wild card. You know, they'd win that first game and then they'd go play, uh, you know, Somebody who really had Super Bowl thoughts, and yeah. you know, it was you know, about twenty-seven nothing, twenty to three. You know, um, no, but it, it, and you know, fans didn't like it back then. They were so, oh, good golly, you know, so sick of this. And then you had a couple of years where they won ten games and didn't get in, and then everything fell apart in two thousand four when you know everything just went wrong from the start of training camp with you know Ricky on and David Boston and mm-hmm. the, there was a one particular locker where everybody who had that locker got injured like within Oof. a week of having that locker um yeah. and it, so and it, it just completely fell apart and once they got fired but that was that team that was and then what was funny was later on fans were like oh my goodness we would kill for that team now. You know, we would go playoff games now. Yeah, we yeah. were 10 and 6, fine, 11 and 5, fine. You know, we're <laughs> okay with that. You know, we're, we're tired of, you know, 6 and 10, 4 and 12, 5 and 11. 7 and 9, yeah. So, mediocrity, yeah. Right. It's it, so, you know, I, I, yeah, this, I think this team has the potential to, you know, be as good as they've been. You know, in a long time, time. Yeah. but you know, are they good enough to get past uh, the Super Bowl contender in the division? The Bills. That's the question. I mean, hey, in, in December, it's there? been it's been some time. <laughs> it's been some time since they've been competitive. Right. If there's any year 
that there'd be a changing of the tide. Not saying they're going to, you know, overtake the division crown, but if there's any year where maybe the playing field is a little more even and we see a little more competitiveness in those games, you would think that it'd be a year like this after they've added so much talent. So, right. you know, we'll, we'll see. And and also, there's, you know, the fir- their first time around for the first few games, you know, I think pe- it'll be interesting to see what people, what McDaniel, you know, what people think of McDaniel, what how teams scheme for McDaniel. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, even at the joint practices, I'm curious to see what the, what they do. I mean, this is it's the first time they're facing a new uh, opposing team, and we're going to get into this later. But yeah, I mean, this is the first like feel. It's the first time you're going to be able to get a feel for like, oh, this is kind of how they would look in a real game or uh, in a game against an right. opposition. Yeah, and you know, it's uh, the good thing about you know joint practices. There now, now you can actually, well, maybe I don't know what the rules are. You know, hit somebody and. You know, and and you know, try some stuff and see and and have a feel for where you really are. It was found interesting. Tyreek Hill what was it saying the other day? Yeah, I'm tired of you know X locking me down. You know, <laughs> yeah. I gotta go, gotta go. You know, face these other people and you know, beat and run some stuff on them. And uh, also the 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 players weren't really involved in the all the all the mess that. Between you know this was kind of yeah, front office thing yeah the tampering but, and but you know, that could be taken right the the energy you know there's going to be everybody there everybody's going up there and, that, and everybody's interested now in these joint practice this this joint practice yeah. you know you're going to have national media there it's going to be a kind of an interesting energy there and oh, um, yeah it's it'll, it'll be again be be nice to see what they you know kind of what comes out but then. Do we know how they're going to approach Saturday? Because when you have three preseason yeah. games, there, there's not a lot of time for you. Got to get you have to have, you know, two. You have you have a new offense. You have new players. They have to play. They have to do. You have to play sometime, and you're probably not going to play in that last one. Yeah. yeah or are you? Well, I mean, well, last year, last year, none of them, none of them, not really, none of the starters. Not another starters played. It'll be interesting to see how they how they do that with a new coach and a new right. scheme, a lot of new players. Um, I mean, yeah, we, we we'll get into, we're for sure going to get into that uh, after the break. But I'm sure that you know McDaniel, you know, I mean, he's been of the mindset like I want to like rest the vets as much. Like the vets really don't need uh, as much of the preseason reps and even the training camp reps. Uh, but it is interesting because you think that maybe they'd want to get a couple more reps because this is a younger team than, than right. most, um, and it is a new scheme. Um, but yeah, it's really good. I mean, I'm just overall interested in how McDaniel was navigated like his first time head coach. This is my first time covering like a, a first year, first time head coach. Um, so or well, yeah, so I have been interested in how he's just gone about like the daily, you know, machinations of like running an organization. Uh one quick thing before we take a break that I wanted to ask you about. Um, you know, we, we touched on Tyree Kill. Um, I'm just curious to get your thoughts a big picture, um, not necessarily what he's bringing to the team, you know on the field because we know he he's a pro bowler he's all pro but just just the the swagger that he's brought i mean he's been talking a lot he's got the podcast he's trumping up to a uh, he had an interesting quote uh when somebody asked him about about the uh the the trash talk and you know just being confident and kind of how it rubs off on the team and he said quote i feel like it rubs off in the right way and like you said it rubs up rubs off on everyone Tua has even been talking trash. So I think that's great for his confidence more forward. Going into these big games that we're about to play, I'm just like a match. 
I just get the thing started and everybody else just finishes it. So big picture, what do you, do you, do you like this? I think one thing I'll say, is I think it's funny, the, the contrasting uh, personalities of kind of like the faces of the franchise. Um, you know, Tyreek Hill is new, but when you pay a guy $120 million, you're kind of making him the face of the franchise. He's brash. He's confident. He talks the talk and he walks the walk like he says. You have Tua, unassuming, kind of quiet. He's kind of he, – he, his teammates will tell you that he's become more assertive, more uh, more of a leader, more vocal. Um, but at, at his core, it seems like he's, he's a very, you know, unassuming guy, not, you know, not boisterous. And then you have McDaniel, who's charismatic, but not in necessarily the boisterous way, but kind of being self-deprecating, very funny, jovial. Just how do you – what do you make of Tyreek and, and all the talk? By the way, do, does McDaniel answer the players' questions the way he answers some of y'all's questions? And do the <laughs> players understand what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> like, what hey, I will, talking about? I will give McDaniel credit because I was thinking about this earlier. He would never, ever shortchange you on an answer. I asked McDaniel if they had any long-term injury concerns. I think he gave me like a 90-second answer. Like he had just been like, nah, we're good. And he I, gave I, me. I'm like to like Ted Lasso. And you're like, I'm listening to some of his answers. And I'm like, halfway through, I'm like, I have no idea what this. Is he answering the question? Is he answering that question and the other questions he think you might have asked? Is he hey, hearing you? He right? covers the but, basics. No, I, I'll I, give him that. Okay. Tyre, but back to Tyreek Hill. I look. This is a it's a, definitely a job, but at the end of the day, it's a game. And yes, it is entertainment. Sorry, folks. It, that's all it is. It's a game and it's entertainment. And you know, I think well, I I always think if you can if you can run your mouth. And you can back it up, makes it so much fun. And it and I think it makes it fun. For I think it makes it fun. It is contagious. It is contagious. It's oh, uh, I remember as well. You know, watching the uh, the Met the doc the four part documentary on the '86 Mets that aired about a year ago on ESPN. Once upon a time in Queens, mm-hmm. uh, Bob Ojeda, the pitcher who was traded to the Mets that year from the Boston Red Sox. He said he realized, hey, it's okay to be cocky. It's okay to be, it, you know, it, it's it's okay to enjoy yourself in that manner, you know, especially if you're out there backing it up and, you know, kicking everybody's butt and, you know, running away with the division and everything and doing your job. And I feel the, I feel the same way about, uh, you know, I, you know, if Tyreek Hills, they'll run his mouth and it gets, you know, it, you know, it gets, to a feeling good and to, and, you know, it, it has a positive effect on Tua and the way he approaches things um, and a good feeling and it creates a good, uh, you know, it, it, it can have a, it can have a very positive feeling mm-hmm. in the, in the locker room. And if it creates that, so be it. Good. Great. I, I, I you know, be, you know, in, enjoy what you do. And if you are good at it, be proud you're good at it. You know, if you want to, you know, you want to, and you know, you want to run your mouth a little bit. Okay, fine, back it up. You know, and you you back it up. Yeah, keep keep, keep going. But one keep going. thing is is 
it's it's not necessarily Tyreek more so talking about himself, but he's big enough too. He's like two right, right. sack of quarterback. Well, is he well? <laughs> that's that's well. I'm sure that's by design. And I mean, and also, look, he's no fool. He sees he sees and hears everybody for almost from the moment Tua got drafted. It uh, first it was still Tank for Tua, yeah, we got Tua, and then it was like, wait a minute, do we get the yeah. do we get the right guy? The energy switched up real quick. Maybe, maybe we didn't get the right guy, and. And do we have the right guy? Do they have the right guy? He's hurt. I'm sure he heard that in Kansas City. You know, the Dolphins had the right guy. They, you know, so he comes here and now he's like, hey, wait a minute. This is, you know, I'm getting paid a lot of money. I'm the man. And that's going to be the guy that needs to get me the ball. Yeah. So I need him to feel like, yeah, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm the man. I'm, yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm the man. That's right. I'm bad. That's right. Because you, you can't. You, you can't be an unconfident quarterback and yeah. be successful. Can't, can't be an unconfident athlete and be successful. Right. You yeah. can't have, I mean, you can have some doubts, but it works a whole lot better if you have, you know, you just have this tremendous confidence or you don't, you're not beaten down with doubts and you're not riddled with doubts because everybody else has been questioning you and you're, and your performance has been, you know, good, but it's not, it hasn't earned the total seal of approval. So, you know, it, uh, yeah, Tyreek's got to talk him up. He's got to, you got to make him feel like, yeah, I, I can, I can hit that window. Yeah. It's a, it's a you know, I can, it's like the, the dude in uh, the tiger in, um, the circus movies, uh, the circus animated circus movies. The um, oh gosh, the, the, the one with Chris Chris Rock. The, the 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 second one. They had a tiger who like he always could get get through this like dive through a you know keyhole, and they was like yeah, it was always impossible, but you knew you could do it. You did it, and 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 he's got to have two a feeling like that, you know, um, and that he can hit. Okay, you can hit that pass, and okay, okay, you you. You tried it that time and it didn't work, or it got picked off. Fine, we gotta do it again. And you gotta hit it this time because that's nothing. You're gonna if you're going to be a top level quarterback in this league, unless you're Aaron Rodgers, you're gonna throw some interceptions, and you're gonna and you know you're gonna throw you're gonna throw some you're gonna make a misread. You're gonna but you're gonna throw some interceptions. You're gonna try some things that don't work and. Thing is, you gotta come back and try it again. Yeah. So yeah, Tyreek, yeah, definitely he's trying to pump up to as much as anybody, you know, because you know, he he wants the ball. Yeah, he can't he get the ball. The two, is not, two is not right. So yeah, he he wants right. the other dudes to get the ball, so they so they get some attention and <laughs> you know, he he wants it all to work so that you know he can have the money and the rings too. Because that's that's what he's used to. That's fair. That's fair. And, and to the point, you know, it hasn't been anything malicious. He hasn't, you know, done said anything, you know, egregious in terms of, you know, calling people out. And it seems like McDaniel has welcomed uh, his personality. So, so that's good to see as well. Uh, we're we're going to take a short break. But when we come back on the other side of things, we're going to get into joint practices. The Dolphins holding two practices to Tampa uh, amid 
this uh, tampering news with Tom Brady. Uh, David alluded to it. it's going to be going to be a fun time up north. Uh, so stay locked with us, and we're going to discuss that. You ready? Showtime on May third. Summer starts with the Fall Guy. We do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's going on, everybody? Still here on the Dolphins in Depth podcast with David talking all things Dolphins. Uh, and David, like I said, um, so the Dolphins are starting a pair of joint practices Wednesday, uh, Thursday, ahead of their preseason opener against the Buccaneers. And you alluded to it on the first half of the podcast, but um, you know, it's a, it's, it's it's not your average joint practice, uh, given you know this this. Uh, tampering news that came down last uh, week in terms of the NFL's finding and discipline of the uh, of the Dolphins, uh, but just big picture, you know, I'm sure I'm not sure when Brady talks if he'll speak to reporters, uh, but but just what goes into your mind when you think about these joint practices, which you, which you kind of got got your eyes out uh, for. Um, I, I look for the you know I don't know what the line play situation will be, how much contact there will be, yeah. Uh, but I look, you know, it's one of the things that I look, I think you got to look for that. Um, and obviously, we'll look to see, you know, how the coordination works with, you know, the quarterback and his receivers against a defense that is somebody else that is, you know, hasn't, hasn't seen them. Um, maybe, you know, will maybe play some schemes that they haven't seen. I mean, they play a similar style, yeah. but you know, the exact expression of that style is, is a little different. And so we'll, you know, we'll see how that works. And, you know, of course the, you want to see how the defense looks against, even though, you know, Brady doesn't have Gronk anymore, um, but he's still, still got Brady. Though. <laughs> still pretty, Brady. Yeah, still, he's still Brady. And he's pretty, he still has a pretty good set of receivers there. Yeah, yeah. You know, still a really good set of receivers there. So, um, yeah, we want you want to see how that happens. Uh, I'd like to see how well the Dolphins cover the tight end. Um, I think that's another, you know, question with the you have with the linebackers before that. uh, So yeah, that's pretty much it. Also, you want to see who gets into a fight. I was just thinking that you know it's been. I mean, it's been kind of. It's been pretty, pretty peace, peaceful. You know, you. I think the last two days of practice, we did see a couple shoves here and there, but nothing crazy. You know, you, you hear about some teams and they 
having brawls and throwing yeah. fights. It's been pretty good. Out in San Francisco, the guy said, we got to stop fighting because they started getting concussions and stuff. Um, they got the guardian caps too, man. They still throwing haymakers. But uh, yeah. it's, been, it's, been, it's been pretty peaceful pre- peaceful in, in Miami so far. Nothing crazy. So I was thinking that, like, there's something starting to pop off. Because, you know, some yeah. of these Christian Wilkins, he's a he's an agitator. He gets on people's nerves. So I was, I was thinking about that in the back of my head. Um, one thing that I you, you mentioned this kind of off, you mentioned it you know, just briefly, but also before we started recording was just like the contact. I mean, we haven't seen a lot of a lot of like full live tackling. I haven't seen any full live tackling. Obviously, it's a different day where there's not two a days of shorter practices. I mean, McDaniel has been having like 90 minute practices. Um, that's like a, a staple of his his sessions where they're like 90 minute get in, get out, but get some good work in. Um, so we haven't really seen guys like really like get hit at all obviously you want to protect your guys um but that's i mean you do need to get you know kind of like get the calluses you know so to speak i mean obviously there's the preseason for that um but still even in practice you want you want to at least you know get them used to like the feel of getting hit um the last thing that i'm looking out for um is just who even does practice i mean you, you mentioned it like how much do the vets really need uh you know training camp or preseason i think they need it to an extent um but you even see with mcdaniel i mean he's keeping a lot of these guys you know on maintenance programs like xavier howard has been doing one-on-one drills and then he practices on every like one every five you know team team rep when they're doing 11 on 11 stuff uh, teron mm-hmm. armstead he's been in and out of the lineup just for maintenance program stuff sony michelle i haven't really seen him Marie, raheem Mostert, you know he's coming back from a knee injury so i'm curious to see like which one of these how many of these guys actually like participate in the in the joint practices because you know we, again we talked about this before like how much are these guys going to play in the preseason I, I tend to believe that they're not going to play a ton just because it's preseason you want to protect those guys you know the preseason is becoming like just like a complete audition for 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 the roster guys for, for the roster bubble guys I mean you don't even see like a lot of times like guys like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady don't even take a snap in the in the uh, in the preseason and obviously this is a younger team um but even for, for those vets like how much do they do they practice these next two days um because I would think that if they're not in preseason games this is like their their preseason essentially um so that's going to be interesting to see I mean I, I hope I hope some of these vets play uh and or at least they practice um because I think that you'll we'll get a better look you know it's it's tough to be like oh this is how good the team is if we don't see Xavier Howard there every every player Teron Armstead um, so hopefully these guys can participate in like like more than a limited capacity that we've seen the past two weeks yeah I, I you know you should hope they I think they participate more I, I don't think yeah Brady Rogers you know sure there are others who you know preseason they they don't need preseason games you know they are you know it's more valuable to rest them give you know just get get them get them in get them flowing you know and then okay thank you very much done but most guys aren't at that level at their position yeah yeah which is fair which is fair and the dog of the young team too i just yeah i i think you need you know, I think they need game time. I think they need because I, I think the game. I think the jump from, you know, the pace, speed, and whatever of the of practices, even joint practices, to a game, a real NFL, this counts, and you can be cut. Game. That's a massive jump. 
even even if you've been in the league for a while. Yeah. And um yeah, I think you want to make sure sh- I think th- I think there needs to be a little bridge there. And there needs to be a bridge of playing in in preseason, taking part in these joint practices because it just it just seems like a large leap. I mean, it, and you know, hey, maybe they do it, maybe it works out and, you know, it and that's and that's the trend and we really, you know, we don't see vets in pre we you know, a few years we might not see vets in preseason games period mm-hmm. which would which makes the preseason games even more worthless to uh as to pay for um but i, I just think you for most players you you kind of want to kind of want to have that Move move steadily. You want to get them. You want to get them in the groove of, yeah. of the season and before the games really start. Yeah. Because it's too easy to get into, you know, get into the hot, get into the hot game, and then when things are hot, and suddenly you make your, you know, that decision. You know, you got to make it just that, you know, half second faster, and you're not ready for that. And so, you know, things go bad, things go bad, passes bounce off hands, they go behind you, you, you don't pick up the block, you know, your quarterback gets killed, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then have you going, ooh, maybe. So you got a couple more reps, yeah. A couple more, a couple more preseason games and he might have known, he might have recognized that twist. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, there's, there's that, definitely. There's definitely value, uh, value to some extent for all, you know, whether you're a first year guy or a, a 10 year guy. Um, and, and that's definitely something that's going to be interesting to watch. Exact, uh, you know, like I said, McDaniel has been kind of uh, monitoring the health and, you know, the the reps for the for the veteran guys. But still, you know, um, you know, it's, it's, it's fun to watch each practice practices go up against another team. So, like I said, I hope some of these vets can uh, participate in that. Um, but that brings us to the end of another edition of the Dolphins in Depth podcast. Um, the next time we record, we will have an actual football game. I know David said they're a little worthless, but there's some some stuff to gleam there. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> and uh, we'll be we'll be back next week to discuss all that and more. We'll also have you covered uh, every day of joint practices and the preseason game at Miami Hero MiamiHero.com. So definitely check that out and stay locked in. Subscribe, sir. Subscribe. Uh, but until then. You guys gotta eat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Bye.